If you were expecting a typical year-end wrap-up episode today, just know that nothing in 2020 is at all typical. Welcome to the Dear White Women podcast, the show that eases you into uncomfortable conversations about race, racism, and how to be a little more anti-racist. We're your hosts, Sarah and Misasha. Misasha, we did this episode at the beginning of 2020 that was like, hey, let's look forward to 2020. And I had you... (laughs) Like, you can't see the face that I just made. (laughs) It's a face I don't often see from you. And so I asked you to do a word of the year. Can you tell me why you decided that you don't want to do the word of the year this year? Okay, well, I think that the way that you just told that story is really nice, but I'm not sure that that's the actual story of what happened because I think that one of us has picked words of the year and is sort of more in tune with that part of themselves. And one of us, I'm not going to you know, say which one, has not typically picked a word of the year, except bowing to some pressure and wanting to be an amazing best friend, picked a year, a word of the year last year. And I apparently couldn't even remember what the word of the year that I picked last year was because I told you it was grace and you told me it was power. How did grace go for you this year? (laughs) Well, neither of those words worked. Okay. So among the lessons that I learned from 2020, it is to not pick a word of the year in the future. Okay. Even though, you know, I have several words that describe this year. And according to the Washington Post, who asked their readers to describe 2020 in one word or phrase, they also had some words like exhausting, lost, chaotic, Relentless, which I thought was a good one. Surreal, a television show that never knows when to end. Limbo, what fresh hell is this? (laughs) I liked that one. Nightmare, dumpster fire, which we can discuss more later. A year of missing. And there were phrases too, which I thought I can't breathe being such an important one, but also you were on mute. (laughs) Leave meeting. I mean, let's just hypothetically speaking, if your son uses that all the time now, but also perseverance, crescendo, daily search for little wins. Oh, I like some of these. These are good. I feel like I'm breathing as we are ending 2020. And I do want to acknowledge both what our listeners have done this year, what you who are listening right here have done this year. And we also have little gifts for you. I mean, in terms of what you've done this year. We've got now five times as many regular listeners as we did at the beginning of the year. Amazing. You have, right? You have stayed engaged, which has you know, given the year of George Floyd is exactly what we need you to be doing. You have supported us financially. You've joined our Patreon to offset the costs of making this show. And we appreciate you so much. Thank you. We hope you consider supporting us out there, giving us maybe even a one-time boost through Venmo. All of this helps really defray the costs of continuing to make this weekly show. We appreciate you so, so much. And then on top of that, you've sent us corrections. You've sent us show ideas. You've connected us with people who want in-person events. I mean, you, our dear listeners, are amazing. Thank you for being here with us through 2020. I also think you all have done an amazing job of sharing this podcast with your friends by leaving us reviews. And we can't thank you enough because we can tell that word of mouth is really how this podcast gets around and in people's ears. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We get around. Looking forward just really quickly, we do have some really exciting things for 2021. So if you do want to share, know that we have a why people should care 
arc coming up in early 2021 with some insanely cool things, topics and people that you do not want to miss. We're going to have more events. We actually have already submitted our book draft and the book publisher has told us the book is coming out in February, 2021. So no, what? (laughs) Fall 2021. Time warp has already set in for next year. Uh, But we do, we have a lot of stuff coming up. So keep posted, stay tuned. And thank you again for being here. I want to dive into some humorous things about where we've been, because we want to talk about the biggest lessons we've learned, our most used phrases, and we'd obviously love to hear from you. But I really want to play this thing, what you said you wanted to enjoy in 2020. But that really struck me because so much of the stuff I've done as like that quote, flex mom lifestyle and making sure I have summers really light so that I can be present with the kids. It was because there I knew they weren't going to be in my like direct control forever. So it kind of was this emotional realization that this is it. This is my last decade with my babies under my roof and I will enjoy them in a whole new way once they sprout their wings and fly off. But I'm just going to cherish it and make the most of this time. I'm really psyched that I have acknowledged it because I think it'll bring a different perspective to my parenting and moments of mind exploding (laughs) frustration with children that sometimes happen. Are you laughing as hard as I am? Crying, I think, because (laughs) I clearly, you know, you got that. I think like you um, I really brought this on myself. You compressed that decade down into one single year. That is amazing. Not only did you really just get a face full of kids, but you got it 24-7, which I <laughs> that go for me. Oh my God. Okay, ready? Here's another one. But was really like, you know, this decade, actually, this whole past decade, I had taught bar fitness and for me to teach something totally different and to be a student and to learn that was challenging and humbling, but really rewarding because, you know, you forget about that being a student. So I really want to learn something new. I don't know what that is. It's not going to be a language, but, you know, something. And so that's really amorphous. So you can come, feel free to come back and ask me in February what that something is. I want to expose my kids to other things, to other cultures. And so we've done a fair amount with Japan. Did you, how did you do with learning something new? I really honed my kindergarten and second grade skills in the spring. (laughs) I moved to first and third grade. So I'm glad, you know, um, when I put that out there into the universe, I wasn't expecting to learn how to teach my kids like actual school. So how'd you do with that new fitness class that you learned how to teach in person? That was really fulfilling this year. That a lot this year. So how about this one? See my side of the family more. I think that, you know, this has been the second half of this decade, especially when, you know, I had two kids and life was crazy and I couldn't figure out, you know, how I had time to shower, let alone, you know, (laughs) go see family. So it's been a long time since I've been home. So I'm hoping to do a lot more of that. Yeah, I would say I'm going to asterisk that and say like I meant see my family over super awkward FaceTimes where I'm literally grabbing the phones away from my kid who is trying to do MTV crib style tours of our house for my parents who have already seen our house. So yeah, no, that really came true as well. So I'm glad I'm just hitting goals here. (laughs) Last one, I promise. Okay. Remember how last summer, not summer 2020, but summer 2019, I had traveled so much. Yes. Okay. Remember what I said about what I wanted? Do that again. I 
26th December. <laughs> so part of my present would be to slow it down and enjoy the summer with a little bit of structure and continuing to explore with a different lens, not necessarily taking international trips. I don't know, being creative with how to be present and explore, as you say, different cultures or things over the summer. My kids just asked if we could rent an RV and travel. And my husband basically was like, that sounds like my definition of the worst trip ever. So we predicted the RV craze, apparently. Right. And I'm curious about your summer exploration. Like, what exactly did you explore? The depths of my despair is what I explored. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, we did. We actually did. I was just writing up our yearly recap. We did do a lot of tent camping and RV camp. Like we did go and explore hiking and spent a lot of time outdoors where we could. So I am glad we definitely didn't do any international travel. Explore the bottom of some wine bottles. <laughs> oh, that was just me? Okay. Um <laughs> So I'm done. That was, you know, the beauty, folks, of recording these thoughts and putting them into public is that you can revisit what nonsense you thought the beginning of 2020 was going to be like and see how it actually panned out. I knew I have certain types of friends when the vast majority of the holiday cards I've received this year started with, I think it's the minted one that says, well, that was crazy. <laughs> Here's to 2021. Several friends picked that one. And I was like, yes, well, clearly we're all in this together, people. So true indeed. Okay. So now that we made it through this year. Yeah. The two things I want to talk about, what was your most used phrase? And if you had to reflect on the biggest lessons you've learned, what would they be? Okay, well, I'm going to let you answer biggest lesson first. I will do most used phrase, though, because, you know, I started off strong with dumpster fire, which I really like solidly went for. But I switched through the year and possibly for my own sanity as well to the Michelle Obama phrase of it is what it is, because I think at the start of 2020, I was still trying to control some things. Right. And I think 2020 is a lot about what you can control and what you can't control, right? And there are so many things that you can't control and there are so many things that you still can. So, but for those things that you can't, it is what it is. So it's very soothing if you just repeat it like a mantra. <laughs> I like that. I almost entitled, oh, because as part of it is what it is, all of the cards that I had ordered to mail to people actually disappeared into the ethers of the USPS. And so I never got them. And so I'm creating like a PDF file to email to people this year because it is what it is. I entitled our whole newsletter. It is what it is until my kid came in and she goes, that's really depressing. And she changed the subject heading to the shutdown. I'm like, as if that's more uplifting, but thanks nine-year-old writer. I appreciate your edits. Okay. So your most used phrase. I don't know if I had one, you would be the one most likely to know because according to my phone, which no longer alerts me to the texts that you send because it's like, I'm really tired of these texts coming in for me, Sasha. I'm not gonna tell you. Cause we text like a hundred times. I can't even get over our communication this year. So you would know whatever phrase I used. I actually don't know. It's probably something like, OMG, the kids, something or another. <laughs> like usually my hilarity and stories revolved around the children and something that happened, so. I could see that. Like I told you yesterday, you know, I was AWOL for basically an hour and came back to like nine texts from you and then was immediately like, is this an emergency? And I was like, oh no, it's just the rate of our texting. I just haven't checked my phone. So yes, but I think that's a, I think that's an accurate one for you for this year. All right. Biggest lesson. Biggest lesson. Oh, 
I think I could have a whole conversation just about the stuff that we've learned from 2020, because I think there's big picture stuff. There's really microcosm of the world stuff in our own homes. I mean, I think on a personal level, I realized that it was affirmation that we're stronger than we know we are. We're more adaptable than we know we are. Like in our home, I'm so grateful that we have a home that like when everybody has been under our roof since March and here we are in December and we have little corners that we can retreat to and we can find ways to enjoy each other. And I normally, you know, had certain rules in place during the school day for the kids about what happens and what didn't. And we were able to be flexible to preserve our sanity. You know, I think a lot of what I learned was that I can trust my instinct to do what I think is best for myself and our family. And I think also that in the second half of the year, I realized that even though you sometimes intellectually know what the best thing is to do for yourself, like based on all the positive psych stuff and all the things I talk about, about creating my good people list and knowing who my community members are, when everything got overwhelming, I kind of went into a hole and I didn't do the things that I know I was supposed to do to get, dig myself out of it. I didn't call my friends aside from our thousand texts a day. You know, I really kind of went into self-preservation mode. And so I guess knowing that I have been giving myself grace to say, it is worth it. Pick up the phone and call the person, light the candle when you're sitting in your desk to make the surroundings more pleasant. Like it's sometimes and oftentimes it's about the things that we do, not just the things that we know. So I've been figuring out how to balance doing stuff that's good for myself and my family and also with stuff that's good for out there. You know, Misasha, you know, my internal struggle with like, is what we're doing enough? Like all we do is talk on the show. And I know, you know, we've done stuff like participating in getting voters in Georgia or doing stuff like that. But there's times where I sit there, I'm like, what else can I do? I want to do more. And I think a lot of that comes from that realization that like, really, we need to be doing these things that we talk about or think about. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make any sense? I was sort of talking my brain out loud there. Sense. I think a lot of what you said resonates with me too, you know, And when you asked me what's the biggest lesson I've learned, I honestly didn't know what I was going to say, you know, and even when we like we had the prompts and we, you know, briefly discussed this episode, I still didn't know what I was going to say, but I know now actually, and it's kind of the power of hope. And I think that that sounds, it's like the cheesiest thing you've ever said. I know. Right. That's probably, you're probably like, who is this person? Um, Clearly 2020 has changed her in ways that we can't even see. No. And I wouldn't have said that. I think, except sitting here now in December of 2020, I would not have said that part of the way through 2020, I think, because, you know, someone close to me who's very wise says oftentimes things get worse before they get better. And I think that has been a lot of 2020, right? Things get worse before they get better. But I also think that when you can feel all these emotions, and I think we've all felt so many emotions this year, right? There is grief and there is loss and there is anger, And there is, you know, those moments of joy, right? And happiness, but there is those moments of loneliness or fear. But once, if you know that you can feel those emotions, right? As we've said in one of our other episodes, you can feel the hope. And I think that ending 2020 this way with, you know, the hope of a vaccine, the hope that we are going to see change in 2021, right? In January, when we have a new president in office, The hope that we have in seeing a woman who looks like my children, you know, becoming the next vice president, the hope that we have in, you know, five times as many listeners for our podcast who want to talk and engage 
about topics that are really difficult to talk about and think about. And I think that that is in all of the darkness and all of the, because there definitely has been darkness in 2020 and all of those moments, that is what keeps me going, right? And I think for our children too, the children and seeing them and all the ridiculousness and all of those moments that we have at home where you're like, what are you saying? Why are you doing that? Did you just tell me to leave meeting? We're having an actual face-to-face conversation. You know, those are the moments where also it is the hope, right? It is the hope that they, you know, when my younger son asked me like, well, why haven't we had a woman vice president, right? Or your kids tell you that certain phrases are too dark, right? It is the hope that they believe in better, right? And that we have this generation that might not be our generation, right? Because our generation is probably fairly entrenched in a lot of ways, but we have the ability to talk to our children and their generation and make sure that they, certain tenets that we can't seem to agree on in our generation, they can start out with, right? So that's the hope that I find. And that's the lesson that I've taken from 2020. You just filled my heart and I have nothing else to say. Like, thank you. And we are done. (laughs) Bye-bye 2020. Bye-bye 2020. Welcome 2021. We are not declaring a word of the year, but stay tuned because we appreciate that everybody is engaged. If you are listening to this show, you must have hope that there is more to learn, there's more to change, and there is more goodness to be done in the world. So thanks for being here. Have a good New Year's. Happy New Year. If you love what you're hearing, subscribe to the Dear White Women podcast so you don't miss any of our anti-racist, identity-affirming episodes released every Wednesday. Shows that seek to show that we as humans rise by lifting others. Support our Patreon, which allows us to keep making work that highlights different narratives that help us broaden our horizons, including a new monthly virtual community centered around book studies. Want to follow us on social media? We're at Instagram and Facebook at Dear White Women Podcast, and we're on Twitter at DWW Podcast. And of course, we'll be sending out vital info and opinions via email, which you can sign up for on our website, www.dearwhitewomen.com. Thanks for being part of the conversation. 